Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Nerd Party. They can travel anywhere in time and space. Right. This is going to be fun. Up we go. Into time. And space. Welcome to Time and Space, the Nerd Party's dedicated Doctor Who podcast. I'm Jessica Nunn. And I'm her husband and co-host, Philip Gilfus. Well, let's see. One of the things we've been doing recently, Doctor Who-ish, is we've been living, listening to the David Tennant podcast. Yes, yes. And how have you been enjoying that? Yes, I have been enjoying it. David Tennant is an absolute delight. Um, I have had mixed feelings about some of his guests, but that's to be expected, I assume. Yes, yes. And um, we finished reading uh, the... Third Doctor, Mr. Doctor, in this late March. Well, you say we finished, right? That suggests that we started it at the first part of the month and <laughs> just now turned be like the, a word a day. the 11th page or whatever. <laughs> we read it. We reread it. We had read it before. Actually, this is one that we got in the post when you were working in town and we met up and had lunch together and mm-hmm. read it at the restaurant the first time I remember it. And I didn't know any of the characters. I know. And so after having done our third Doctor last week, you and ever having watched a little bit more, so it pops a little bit more. Yes. And I, although I am very confused as to how Liz and Joe ended up in the same story. Right. So now you have fan questions. And now I have. Excuse me. Um, question. <laughs> yes. You in the back. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. And we're still... Organizing our photos from Gallifrey One, um, we'll have to do our organize our photos. Do we have Gallifrey One or Charleston first? Right, that we have to. Yeah. Well, no. First, we need to get London. Oh man, we are so behind. <laughs> we are so far behind. Then we need to get Charleston. Then we need to get Galley One. Yeah, what we do is we have sort of the stencils, or was that the right word? Uh, Stencil matting? Is that what you would call it? Yeah, I don't know. it's cut out matting for... The uh, location names. Yeah. So we have a New York one of when we got engaged and saw Hamilton did other things of New York. And I have a bunch of photos and all the letters there. Yep. And so now we have the mat for London, the mat for Gallifrey One, and the mat mat. For Charleston, South Carolina, where we all yes, took trips. we just need to actually print out <laughs> pictures. I, I need to get myself organized, get everything on a thumb drive, go to Walmart, print them all out, and get to cutting and pasting, really. Yeah. Though you have some other arts and crafts projects, apparently. I do. I do. <laughs> just today, I bought a Marvel Universe crochet kit, which has... Crochet patterns for lots of Marvel characters, including Ant-Man, hooray, Mm -hmm. and the yarn and accoutrement in the packet to actually make the Spider-Man and Captain America 
little dolls. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. I am capable of crocheting in a straight line. Okay. I have made baby blankets. I have made scarves. Um, I've even made a hat, so I am occasionally capable of also crocheting in a circle, so we'll see how this goes. I'm mostly self-taught crocheter. My mother many years ago, uh, who is an ardent and very talented crocheter, bought me a make-your-own-handbag kit, and I had to teach myself because she had tried several times and I never picked it up, So, mm. and this worked, so... We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I may have to go to her with questions, though. And we learned some random Arthur Darville trivia today. We did. Arthur Darville's dad played with the band Fine Young Cannibals and also occasionally with UB40, which, yeah, that that is completely random and interesting and mm-hmm. Now I know more information about people. It, it appears at the minute that I'm picking up random bits of information about famous people's parents. Right, right. That's, that's so fun. if you ever bump into them, instead of being all like, oh, how's the dad doing? Yeah. Didn't he? Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Everybody else is going to be like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I loved you in whatever. Yeah. And I'm going to be like, how's your mom? Right. Saw her in uh, the Doctor Who episode. Really enjoyed it. Uh-huh. <laughs> So I'm going to be the creepy fan. <laughs> well, I guess it's like people like to be asked about their children, but a lot of these folks are young and they don't have any, so you can ask about their parents. It's like the same thing. Yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch has two boys. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Sherlock and Watson. Kit and Hal. Okay, that's less weird. Um, cool. <laughs> yeah. These are the pieces of information I have for you. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> it's in my head. And so for this week to... Help us with our topic. We have two thirds of Tarbis. We assume the other third is somewhere in the back of the Tarbis. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Bianna and Connie. How are y'all doing today? Great, good. Thank you for having us on your podcast. Yeah, I'm so excited. Awesome. Yes. Well, tell us a little bit about where y'all are coming from in the podcast world. Um. So Tarbis is uh, stands for Time and Relative Blackness in Space. We are a Doctor Who podcast. Um. That is mostly like a Doctor Who after show. We'll sometimes do other things that are a little more broad, but usually we just talk about whatever episode just came out. And through like our lens as black women, um, it is housed under Black Girls Create, which is a website and hub for black creators and nerds. So we kind of created a community with like lots of content about nerd things. And our main two things are Harry Potter and Doctor Who. So that's where Tarvis kind of comes in. Awesome. Uh, yeah, and Bayana's cool. over in California, and I am here in New York, so we kind of, you cross, yeah, we, yes, yeah. Uh, we cross the time streams, <laughs> even in our podcast. Yes, um, it's never the and, same time. Yeah, uh, so it really is time and relative blackness in space across America. Yes. <laughs> um, and then our, our other co-host, Robin, she's also in the in California, so still West Coast supremacy, I have to say. It's fine. It's fine. It's a running, it's a running joke it. between the two, between the three of us. It's fine. I get the TV shows first, and they just insist on uh, taking what's ours. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's how we're all about starting. <laughs> well, yes. to continue with us, uh, I don't think it'll be contentious, but I think for a lively conversation, we're going to be talking about companions of color in New Who. And so, you know, we're 
Well, I was going to say there have been a lot, but probably not, really. Um, but there have been a good number. And so let's just start with a number, and that's 13. <laughs> and that's the current series with Jodie Whittaker, uh, with Ryan and Yaz. And I'll start arbitrarily, as the show does, and talk about Ryan more. Um, <laughs> yes. So, uh, but what did you all think with the new series, with Ryan being announced, however you heard it or whatever, and then seeing his whole character this whole series? What have you all been uh, impressed or not impressed or whatever? with Ryan as the companion. Um, well, I love him, first of all. <laughs> Just put that out there on front. I am, I am the vice president of the Ryan Appreciation Club. I'm going to give president to okay. um, Ty Gooden, who is a writer and huge Hoobian. I'm going to let her have that title. It's fine. Um, but he's... <laughs> So do you have like the bicycle for two people? There was a lot then, of like, yeah. he's on the back and on the front. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot just... of uh, battles between Ty and 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 Bionis, It's okay. So. It's only been one, and I feel like mostly we've called the truce because neither of us are really about that life. Exactly. Um, so really, we just are. Like he, I don't know. I when he when it was announced because um, you did ask like about when the casting was announced. I was excited, mm-hmm. but I was also a little bit like where wary um, just because of past treatment of characters of color and specifically black characters and so i was like okay like we'll see you know um and then as as it started and you know they they announced so like early that it was there wasn't much to do with that information so like once yeah i was like chilling in a pizza shop with magic right i was like he's cute and that's like all i know um but once we we actually get to like see him and he's like you know, in the story and a real character, I just, I think he's awesome. Yeah. Um, I think same as Bayana, just sort of like, yay, another, well, I think it was mostly like, we can continue our podcast. <laughs> not, yes, that, that not, well. not that we weren't <laughs> going to, not that we weren't really going to, I think there was like a mini debate because, you know, we'll get to talking about season 10, but there was a mini, we were all sort of <laughs> like, I mean, I guess, do we want to do this again? Um, and then they announced Ryan and I was like, well, we're doing this again. So that was great. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Okay. Well, let, let me ask a quick question then. When did y'all, when did y'all start? Uh, at um, the beginning of season then? 10. Season 10. So yeah. not too long oh, okay, ago. Okay. Sorry. Um, but that, that was kind of over a year before this last season. So it feels like it's been much longer than two seasons. Um, We had season Mm. 10 and then we did like a season of companions during the hiatus and then season 11 happened. Mm. So um, we kind, I guess technically there are three seasons of our show, but so it was, we're, we're, it's like British television. Yeah. Gravity. So Yeah. Do you do Christmas we, specials? That's what everyone wants to know. Kwanzaa specials. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I, I knew that. I didn't know that. Yeah, yes. yeah but we, we do like, do them. Like yeah. they're they're cool. Yes. Yeah. Well, to, the last one was I like the last one it. actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, we I enjoyed his uh, arc over the season. I appreciated that he had one and that it was very strong. Mm-hmm. I appreciated the like there are a lot of small details that he gets, which we'll talk about. Yaz does not quite get as many but i appreciate that he had a very very much a fullness of character that i think a lot of the companions have and kind of decreased over moffat's time um so you know they started off really strong with having lots of personal lives and their families and we kind of got to know them on a 
on a more earthly level before, especially in the RTD days. And so I liked the return to that um, and that Ryan was sort of the, the center of that and the forefront of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I liked, yeah, I was going to say, I also liked that he got to, I think he was the most well-rounded of the companions this season. Mm-hmm. He got, like, he had a lot of, like, emotional moments, but he also got to be comic relief in some moments as well. And it felt balanced, you know? So that, yeah, that was also really helpful because you could laugh and then you could be like, wow, now I, like, really feel for what you're going through in this moment, so. Yeah, because I'm trying to remember, was it, uh, I'm terrible with names, Kerb Lamb? That's not it. That's not what it's called, is it? Is that the anyway, one with the Amazon um, thingy? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't, sorry, I, I don't trust <laughs> myself. It, with his condition, like, it really, you know, because they don't do it all the time, which is fine, you're not supposed to. But, like, when they're going down the chute and he's kind of like, um, hold on, I need, I need to take a minute here. Uh, but, you know, and I, I thought like, because it's actually, it was like a, it was a comic relief moment, but it was also like a, yeah, we remember that he has this as well moment. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was just one of those. Yeah, it was great the way that they sort of introduces dyspraxia and then it wasn't the central focus of his entire storyline. I kind of wish that, I think there were moments when they could have maybe brought it up a little bit more, but then mm-hmm. I do like that it wasn't a big deal to him all the time and that it was just a, a thing of his character where it's like sometimes it's going to affect him more than other times. So it felt a little more natural that way. I do kind of wish they had introduced it a bit more, but there's obviously still time for it to manifest in whatever different ways. So I like that too. I feel like you always, Jessica, always look at him as like one of your students. You're always like, oh, he's so good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Awkward. That is also true. Yeah, I, I've taught that kid. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and in some ways, of course, I don't know, I'm saying this without really thinking. I think Ryan is, in many ways, almost in all of New Who, when it comes to companions, the most realistic mm. character. I mean, like, you know, I don't know what it's like to be a young black man in America, much less a young black man in Britain. But, like, there's a lot of times where companions are shown as, you know, regular folks, you know, Earth, human, contemporary. But then they'll just sort of, like, be really smart or really, like, Ryan is just Ryan. He's a normal, young guy he likes his music and, you know, fights... Uh, and his YouTube. Yep, and fights spiders <laughs> with it. Yeah. And, you know, he Call of Duty. You know, like, he's just, like, a, you know, we know when they cast someone who's, like, 50, you know, 10 years older than they're supposed to be. Like, Ryan is just Ryan. He's a normal... I mean, normal as much as he has his own backstory, of course. But, like, he has normal reactions. He doesn't secretly have a secret about, <laughs> right. you know, you know. He's not the most powerful, mysterious guy. person in the world, and then you don't find out yeah. why that is. He's not the guy who waited, right? Exactly. Or, you know, the impossible guy, yeah. or you know, he, uh, you know, he he kind of knows who Rosa Parks is, um, you know. <laughs> which kind of felt realistic. Like it was just, you know, some I don't know who mm-hmm. the British civil rights folks are. You know, like I like that he's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that they didn't make him, like, the answer to blackness <laughs> in that particular episode. Where it's just like, well, now we're all going to look at Ryan because he knows the answer. It's like, um, it's a thing that we, you know, I've been the bla- only black student in my class. And suddenly we're talking about, you know, some l- novel written by a black author. And then everyone's sort of, like, looking at me for answers. <laughs> Tell us about that. Right. Allison. So I like that he <laughs> kind of didn't know because 
you know, it's not like we absorb every single bit of cultural uh, history in um, all of black history, especially in a country we don't live in. So I did like, he didn't know who Rosa was. He was just like, she drove a bus, right? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Look, I know who Martin right, Luther like King is. Right, like that's the important part. Like he's the one who did the thing, so whatever. Um, so that was great too. Uh, I really liked uh, that Marjorie got to write that episode, Roger- Marjorie Blackman, and that it was something that felt natural in all of that yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is going to be really stupid for me to say, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. Obviously, the value—I mean, that doesn't need to be value. You should just be there. But the value in having a Ryan or Yaz or whatever is that. Doctor Who, for, you know, all its, and I don't mean this in a bad way, for all its alleged progressiveness, because I think it is, but, you know, it's also very white, especially the classic era, but there's so many stories, like history or future, that haven't been told or that haven't even been seen, and so, like, Rosa, you know, it means something when Ryan's there. Like, he's not the center of the story, but, like, it means something that he's there, just like it means something that Yaz is there, or, you know... It's you could tell Rosa without him, but why? You know why mm-hmm. would you? Guess, yeah, you know? and we talk about this on Tarvis a lot. That uh, mm-hmm. Moffat especially loved the Victorian era. Like, there's Ooh. just nothing <laughs> he couldn't go five episodes without you without know doing a little back. splash of Victorian. So, and like that's fine. <laughs> I also enjoy the Victorian era as like a you know a, a art piece um but mm-hmm. there are we just have all the costumes right the like back. they have really slight <laughs> outfits but <laughs> um i appreciate that they're finally not just in you know going to see rosa parks or go to partition i appreciate that they're trying to tell different er- like all of human history and we've had like 10 stories in the victorian era mm-hmm. and it's wild that you know i'm i appreciate that they're breaking out of that mold a bit um and that a story like rosa was able to be on the list and like really high up on the list for them to like do it first of their historicals. So uh, I was just glad to, to be in some different eras because even they took Bill back to the Victorian era. And I was like, I didn't have to like this, but we could have gone anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. So, Oh man. It'd be embarrassing if all the companions wore the same dress. They just went to the like, oh, yeah, that's the Victorian dress. I actually would like Victorian that as a, like, a really random detail. Yeah. That looks really familiar. That, like, by like, the third companion, she's like, this is a little right. raggy. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I'll crisscross here. Because in Rosa, uh, there's a, you know, there's the, um, the I was going to say the bad scene, just, you know, human, humanly the bad scene, where uh, Yaz and... Um, Ryan are basically hiding, you know, behind the hotel or in the mm-hmm. dumpster, I think, you know, whatever. And they're sort of sharing their experiences, you know, of, of life in Britain as a person of color. And, you know, Ryan's like, hey, I get still stopped by the cops. And, yeah, I was like, you know, I was made fun of. Which I think, you know, is, again, not being, you would know better than I would, Jessica. Um, you know, what the British experience is. But then I think then that's sort of my crosstalk here to Yaz um, about, you know, her experience. And, again... And just I'm going to put you on the spot here. So, like, in your experience, kind of what roughly, I mean, don't tell me the whole country, but, like, your experience, what's sort of been, like, the percentage of English um, race breakdown that's been your experience? Oh, well, I was in the south of England, uh, about 30 miles south of London, in a, uh, in the home counties, they call them. Mm. And it was... 
I mean, the schools that I taught in were 90% white. Mm-hmm. I mean, just... And then the the students of color that we did have were incredibly varied, wildly varied from kids who had, you know, whose families had, had been in England for years and years and years and years and generations. And then the Afghanistan refugee that I taught, you know, so the the students... That of color that we did have were incredibly diverse, but there were just not a lot of them. Because I guess one thing that, and again, I'm not an expert, I'm not British, but like having an Asian companion is like past due. Like that's, Long you know, in Britain. I mean, that's, <laughs> yes. You know, I mean, yes, I mean, yeah. yes you know, good, um, you know, African descent companions, but like. There's a lot of Indian and Pakistani yeah. families in yeah. Britain. For a nation know. that... Yeah, and especially in the bigger yeah. cities. For a yeah. nation that, like, colonized nearly everywhere on the globe, I think every... <laughs> real in real Realistically, every marginalized race could be represented on Doctor Who and should have long ago, just because... Mm realistically whenever no matter when they were filming the series whether in 1963 or now there's been populations Mm -hmm. of african and south asian and asian people in britain because of colonization but also Mm -hmm. just like in the show they gloss over colonization as a thing that the british did even though the doctor spends all his time and now her time in <laughs> in London, These like colonial just, eras, right? Like, but in, even in like in they go back times, to the Victorian yeah. era, and it's like, no, this Not is a, a colonialist space. Like yeah. they they literally do like colonialism in space, like on Mars. You know what I mean? But it's right. always very like because it's aliens. Lion eyes to talk about, but it, even yeah. but even still, it's very. um Like there's like these rose colored glasses over it, right? Like it's nostalgic and like very mm-hmm. much like wow, that was the time. You know, it was amazing. Um, without thinking about like what that actually did to a lot of people in their homes and their families and their lives and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so like partition as far, at least in new who was like the first time they actually reckoned or tried to reckon with it, like in one way, I guess. Yeah. Cause I think demons, I mean, not to like be like, Oh, we have to talk about Yaz and the, you know, Pakistani story, but, or India, Pakistan story. But I think the thing about demons that, that, fascinates me again not being british is is that they're telling a story the writers um against their country which i know sounds you know we those are stories that are you know easy to tell but you don't often see it in doctor who or in a lot of stuff you know and and we've talked to british people who don't necessarily know much about or at least you know white british people don't know much about partition day either you know because they don't get taught their what we did empire history right. you know mm-hmm. other than we you know and so to me that's an interesting like what a british audience got from that like because in in some ways you don't see the british or the empire or lord um yeah lord mountbatten you know you don't see them you just hear them but like this is what they did and, and of course it's not just the you know it's there's a lot of dirty bloody hands in that episode but nevertheless you know it's it's a tale against the home country you know, that's showing this this episode. But at the same time, I think they also hedged their bets a little bit because while it is an honest portrayal, it doesn't necessarily focus on the British. Yeah, role. we don't really see right. any it of is. the British soldiers, or like we never see Mountbatten. They just mm-hmm. like kind of briefly mm-hmm. reference him and um, the Doctor and. 
Graham are sort of a vague representation <laughs> of the white people that <laughs> that have caused all of these problems. Yeah, the guy's like, I wouldn't really right. advertise that. <laughs> right. So um, the only characters in the story that repre- you know, represents the the actual bad guy of the episode are characters that we like and are on our side. So it's like a weird as <laughs> as you were saying, they like hedge their bets in terms of like they don't actually show the actual enemy <laughs> to what's mm-hmm. going on. Um and I'm thinking yes, about yeah. like, you know, in America, you know, our media does the same thing with like the Civil War where it's like a lot of Civil War shows or media that we see is like, yeah, they'll show the fighting like on the battlefield or whatever. Um, and then in that way, the Confederates are very clearly the bad guy, but we still also get things like, you know, gone with the wind or, you know, mm-hmm. any number of like civil war romance, uh, tropes and stories. So, um, those kind they also of, don't, they also don't show like things like, you know, they don't show union soldiers being racist and they don't show, right. like, you know what I mean? Right. Like Which it's very like black and white happens, and cut and it's dry. Like, just cause you're, in the North didn't mean that you weren't racist. It just meant you were fighting for the country you lived in. (laughs) So I think it's interesting to see it from uh, another country's perspective, but it's also, we have to remember that we do the exact same thing. Um, So it's fascinating to like watch it play out from an outsider perspective. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And Philip and I are both very, very Southern, (laughs) you know, from generations. And so, yeah, we're we're dealing with a lot of Confederate statues <laughs> yeah, these yeah. days. Fun, fun times isn't fun at all. <laughs> Though, uh, you know, challenging and much needed. You know, yes, a discussion that needs to be had. We have I a wish it county were. commissioner meeting coming up next month <laughs> okay. about you know our county. So yes, blah blah blah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, so <laughs> what did have you thought other than we get it? Doesn't have enough. We all want more. But other than that, what do you think of Yaz? Of of her her being in Doctor Who and being a companion, I like her a lot. Right, I need to see. Her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I don't think you can have the conversation <laughs> without having no, that conversation. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think like so in the same in the ways that like Ryan gets so much like character and development and like Yaz doesn't get that. So there are a lot of times where like I think she's great and I feel like. Like, the doctor really, really loves her and, like, is, like, Yaz is my girl. Like, I don't care. The rest of y'all could go. Like, Yaz is really the one. <laughs> like, I love that. But And I love, like, seeing their relationship. But then we don't get as much development from her. And so a lot of times it feels like we don't, we still don't know who she is. And, like, there are hints at it. And we see little, like, little peeks into who she is. But we still haven't fully gotten her as a character. And it could just be because they knew that they were going to get another season with all of them. And like, you know, they're waiting for the next season, but I think that they could have been more balanced in giving her more of the spotlight. Mm. Um, But like, as she stands now, I think she's great. I just like, yeah, I just would like to see more. Yeah. Where she has this weird ability that, and not her, of course it's the writers, but this weird ability, like no matter how much you put the spotlight on her, it goes all around her. Like, we're going to make this episode about her. Oh, we're looking at her relatives. Oh, okay. No, now we're going to show her family. Oh, I really like her mom. No, it's right. a yes. You know. Right. It's- I think in the same way that um, Ryan gets a lot of details, 
we only get the big things mm-hmm. about yeah so it's like we know what she wants to do and I like that that's really clear and really straightforward for her um, and we get this big you know sort of expression of how her family is and why I only yeah I still only feel like I kind of know why they irritate her like I think they irritate her in a way that like any family irritates you mm-hmm. um, yeah. but they kind of I don't know I feel like they maybe led to I was expecting maybe a little bit something more to her irritation with her family just because it was the first thing first real thing like deep thing about her that we knew where it was just like there was something with her family and she was just like ugh and the way she was annoyed about it I was just like okay so when we meet her family there's gonna be some like challenges there and there weren't and then I was like oh okay and then she's a police officer I mean her dad's right like trash. he's just like a normal <laughs> dude weird, she's, right? she yeah. doesn't want him to weird, make the, the dinner or whatever yeah <laughs> um, and her sister totally exists yeah That's she's annoying. like she's yeah. just I mean. an annoying little sister like there was nothing deeper about it which is fine but I it was just because it was one of the first like deeper things we learned about her um I was like okay so when they do it it's gonna be like real interesting and then it was just it was just normal interesting so it was still interesting but it wasn't like we're learning (laughs) some new like deep thing about her and why she wants to travel in space and why she doesn't want to stay where she is and then same with her job where it's like we learn that she's not being given enough to do but then we never really see her at work again so Mm -hmm. yes I mean, she's totally fired, right? I mean, is she? <laughs> I mean, maybe not. Like, cause, it's been, you know, time you know, travel. You know, they might come maybe back she... and it's only been two days. So she had some time off. I don't know. Right. It was the weekend. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two days off. They, they have weird holidays yeah. over there. Yeah. You know, she could have taken, you know. The bank holiday weekend. Yeah. 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 So nice. I feel like we know that she is aching for more and wants to do more, but that she just started. But we we don't really have a sense of like the dynamic dynamic at work beyond like, they, you know, say terrible things because she's Pakistani. So, like, I, there, we just don't see enough of her in that environment either. And so, no matter where she is, she's just kind of on the edge. And she's very much the type, uh, we've talked about this on Tarbis a lot, that she's, like, a very good listener. And she's always the, like, emotional support for both the characters on the show and the guest stars. <laughs> like, she'll just roll up to somebody like... <laughs> And what do you need? Let me tell yeah, me about your life. I'm going to fix it. Let me go talk to the doctor. We're going to handle this, okay? Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I, which is another thing that I really like about her. She's assistant to the doctor. Right. Yeah. And it's another thing that I really like about her. But I, I, I still need more about, like, where that comes from and, like, what, where she wants to take it. Because, I mean, you know, that is all involved in being a detective and, like, being a good inspector or whatever her, like, end goal is. But it's still much, I don't know, she focuses on that part a lot and is really good at it. So I'm curious to see where they're going to take her character. Um, We were, (laughs) at the the end of the season, uh, they started talking about Unit. And I was like, that would be a good, that would be a a good place to lead them. And so I'm really hoping that they just do that. (laughs) If only we knew someone else who worked right. I mean, we've been been, like trying to get one companion to like, pop up on Martha for like a really long time. We're <laughs> just, <laughs> just like, oh, but you know, like you kind of dress like her. You look like right, her they got bit. that leather jacket in common, you know? Like they did that with Bill where like she had a full outfit that was like very Martha and then I think they did like the jacket mm-hmm. with Yaz this season that was like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So he was like, y'all should maybe 
Oh, I, you're right. I could see her because I always think of that as the Martha Jack. But now that you mention it, because Yaz is a little yeah. smaller. Yeah. Um, but now, I, now that I've shrank that jacket in my it's head, like I'm like, more yeah, brown was like, yeah. than Martha's was, which is like more red. Yeah. But they're close enough mm-hmm. where, like, if you needed a cosplay jacket, mm-hmm. you just like split the difference and then like just wear a different <laughs> like pant and shirt combo, and you could just be like, I'm both. <laughs> That, that was that, that was about going to yeah I'm dropping this going to Galley one but like it's so hard well it seems like it's so hard to cosplay as a Rhine or a Yaz mm. because they don't they have make a, a defi- distinct like outfit. Yaz if you do the the hair bobs and the orange jacket but you'd have to tell me like oh I'm Yaz I'm like oh okay I see mm-hmm. that now. but like if you didn't tell me I just thought like oh you know but yeah. That's, that's... Same thing with the Ninth Doctor, though. It's also very hard to cosplay the Ninth Doctor. Because it's just a leather jacket. Well, it's easy, <laughs> it's actually. It's just really easy. Yeah. yeah. No, it's actually very easy. The hard part right. is knowing people were like, is is Ninth Doctor or wearing right. leather jacket? Yeah. <laughs> or extremely comfortable. <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think with, and look, I don't know the accrue uh, social politics of Sheffield, but mm. becoming a police officer as a young Muslim, you know, Pakistani background, I mean that's something, right? I mean that's you know the that's that's I don't know maybe that's normal, but you know I don't you know that's the, the police often can represent something, and the fact that she wants to be that mm-hmm. you know I mean, what what drove her to right, and that's like I don't exactly know like you know, that's yeah. such a big decision for that community that that's why mm-hmm. I feel like we need to know more because like if somebody in my family is like I want to become a police officer, I'm like <laughs> so tell me. Start at the beginning. Where where did this come from? Yeah. What is your impetus? What is leading you to this decision? How did you get here? Like, I just have a million questions. And I think it's it would be the same for Yaz to... Because there's no, it's never an easy decision to try to be the first or the only or even of a few. So it's like, what right. is pressing her to really want to join this community, this career, so a community of police officers where she knows before she even got there, she knew this was going to happen, and then she got there and it happened, that they were going to say all these terrible things about her, that the people in the community that she's trying to serve is going to say all these things about her, that people in her own community are probably going to be like, why did you make this decision that this com- the, you know, police officers and us aren't really friends? And so for her to make that decision is a really big thing, and we didn't really get any sort of sense of why she really made that decision. Because obviously you want to help people and you want to, you know, solve crimes. There are other ways to to do those, to do some of those things. Like solving crimes, I guess you could just have to be a police officer. But in order to help people, if her desire comes from wanting to help people. You just have to have a really big van, a dog, <laughs> exactly. three other friends, and get exactly. it done. All they need is the dog, is K-9 on the TARDIS, no. and they've got Scooby-Doo. It'll be <laughs> Would have got away with it, but have been for your stupid tin dog. Exactly. So um, I'm. I wish there was because if she just wanted to help people, which is the, it feels like the strongest uh, character trait of her, since she like is the emotional one and like is always the one like approaching people and trying to to decide to help them. Right. And I'm going to take your problems to the doctor. There are other career paths for that. So that's what makes me wonder why police officers specifically, and I wish they'd kind of told us, or at least like hinted at it. We do also see in like her body language, like how her training kind of from being a cop, like comes through in certain moments, which is great. I think in terms of the listening, it's kind of like one of those things where it's a great character trait, but then also contributes to her not having more character traits. Cause a lot of times she's just sitting there and then you're thinking like there was a moment in, yeah, like there was the moment in um, 
the one with taking the notes on her pad. Where like Ryan is going through this thing, like kind of coming to this epiphany about his dad, and like Yaz is talking to him yes. about it. And I felt like that was a really great moment. The, but then it was yeah. like, okay, what about Yaz? Like it just felt like the conversation was like left without any like reciprocation. Like you know what I mean? It feels like oftentimes, I think the only time it's been balanced conversation is in Rosa, where they both kind of shared their experiences. Um, and then after that, it was a lot more of just like. We're talking about Ryan. Yeah, it's just kind of there to listen. Which is weird. Right. Now that I think about it, when Ryan says, hey, I get stopped by the yeah. cops, there was a cop right there. How does that not start a conversation? Yeah. Yes. I just yeah. thought about that. I was like, oh, wait, that's... She, yeah. she didn't be like, yeah, I work with a lot of like, a-holes. Right. Or something. Like, no, it was just like, yep, yep, right. that's an experience, Ryan. <laughs> I have nothing else to contribute to right. this. Right, let's just move on to be talking um, about this other thing that happens to me, yeah. which is equally valid, yeah. but like, she could have you know, thrown in a little bit of something like, you're right, I understand. I'm working to make sure that that, that doesn't happen. Cause I, and then she could have transitioned <laughs> to being like, I still, you know, get called names in the street That's by true. people I'm trying to start. Like, there could have been a bit of transition to at least include one yeah. little thing in there. <laughs> Yeah. You know, and it, not to get into, like the whole competing thing, but it's like, you're like, oh, you know, I get stopped by the cop. She's like, yeah, I got teased in school. And Ryan's like, it's <laughs> not the same. Not that did they beat you up? You know, you know, you know. But anyway. Um, well, one thing about, yeah, is because I think, like, in some, I mean, this is not a new opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, because she's introduced hyper competent, you know, with the whole solving the argument between the two people. Because, you know, in, in Britain, they actually have to talk to people um, when you're a cop. Um, you know, and so, but, but, and she's obviously very a mature woman, you know, compared to Ryan, who's a little immature, but that's fine. That's how title people his age. But, you know, but she's obviously very mature, and, but, you know, she sort of loses that hyper, it doesn't lose it, but she doesn't use it. That's the word. She doesn't use that hyper competence and maturity a lot throughout guess, the series. I mean, obviously, it, she's doctor in training. Yeah, but. I think it's less for me that she's not yeah. using it. It's just she's so competent that it's invisible. So, like, I think the doctor mm-hmm. relies on Yaz so much throughout the season um and so like she'll tell Yas to go do something by herself and i'm like don't send why are you sending companions out in like 16th century britain (laughs) by themselves but because she knows that she can trust (laughs) you've got the warp core go with it it's like because she knows that she can trust Yaz and that Yaz is hyper competent so she'll send Yaz off and then we don't see Yaz, and then Yaz makes it back and you're like Okay, yeah, sure, because we know that it's part of her character that she's going to make it through, but yeah. then we don't get to see it because it's not interesting for her to be hyper-competent, I think. So I think it's like yeah. there's no – they need to figure out um, how to keep screen time on her and to keep her current character trait of being self-assured and, like, you know, really good at her what she does while also adding right. the drama that <laughs> would let them keep – the screen on her <laughs> so i think that might be some of it too because like even in with the with the patang because i can never oh pronounce yeah that's that, what it was called uh, <laughs> ship name the yeah. syringa maybe um the silent t conundrum yeah um yeah you know i think the doctor was like here's a weapon you can handle this cool. watch this guy i gotta go do this other thing and right and yaz is like <laughs> yeah sure. Okay, She's I got like, it. I'm on it. <laughs> sure. I have to solve this right. Rubik's cube at the same so, time. Please you know. do that. And Yaz is yeah. like easy. All right, well, <laughs> let's uh, move on to a favorite who we both wanted another season or two or three of, and that is, of course, Bill. Yeah, Bill. Bill. Um, well, you know, y- y'all are probably gonna have the, the better opinions, but Jessica, mm. Bill. 
I love Bill. It's like the consensus. Yeah. Just love want to see Bill. more of everyone. <laughs> Wanted to see more of Bill. Yeah. Yeah. That's just... <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and she's sort of, I mean, this is going to seem a weird comparison, mm-hmm. but, like, she's the ninth Doctor in that, give me one more series. Give me one more series. I mean, I know the real reasons, but, like, just in-world. Give me one more series with the ninth Doctor, and I'll be happy because I wanted to see a little bit more. Bill, give me one more series with Bill. Like, you know, I wanted a little I, bit. Yeah, I think that. It's not that like, I don't think we didn't get to know her per se. Yeah, I think Bill started off really great, and, like, her character traits were defined her, like, what she wanted was clearly defined. Her relationship with the doctor was clearly defined. So like, and then she's, she, uh, she was just great. She was just really fun and like hilarious. She had all of the questions and just was like, it was nice to get a new person in the TARDIS after ha- having like Clara. And then before like Amy for like forever, you know what I mean? Like we were like, okay, we what like whether you like them or not, you just at this point have been with the same people mm. for the past six years. And it's like, okay, can we get somebody else? And we get someone else and she's really awesome. Um, her like character and like how she gets treated declines with the show. Like as, as that, or as that season gets worse, it's like in direct correlation to how she's treated um, in the series. Uh, and so it can be really frustrating because I remember, I mean, like this was our first on Tarvis, this is our first season. So we start off and we're very excited. Are really excited. We're just like, <laughs> Ooh, those and it's very much like, so on top of this, like she's bubbly. the second we were really excited. companion of color. Um, and so we haven't had anyone since Martha and Martha got the short end of the stick as well. And so we're like, okay, but it seems like they're doing better. There were like very specific things like in uh, the Shakespeare code, Martha's like, Hey, am I safe in the past? And the doctor's like, yeah, why not? It's fine. Whereas like, then Bill is like, Hey, am I safe in the past? And the doctor's like, that's a good question. I don't know. Which like at the very least, at least he acknowledges that he doesn't know and can't keep her safe in that (laughs) instance. And I think that, um, they do much better in this past season with 13 and, and mm-hmm. Ryan and Yaz, but like, at least there was some growth. So then it felt like, okay, like are like they're, they're trying to do something here. Um, and then it just, they don't do something. They just make it much worse where they started. It like starts up and you're like, cool. And they then all of a sudden it's like all the way down on the ground. And you're like, wow. So I just got us, really hyped yeah. for you to just like do some really, awful things <laughs> so it, yeah no yeah mm-hmm. yeah we didn't appreciate how her character ended um and I think there's like the episodes themselves feel kind of all over the place and I don't quite understand what's happening but even even just focusing mm-hmm. on Bill and her character and what she goes through it's like she's taken into space with the doctor and someone who is very keenly untrustworthy and then she's shot which is the first of all what other companion especially in new who has been physically you know like right killed in such a way mm. and like i know you know there's like a loose not magic right killed. like with clara at yeah. least there's like it's magic, magic killed. killed like she, a raven flies into her chest and then she's fine mm-hmm. later in a 
in a more immediate fashion than Bill experienced. And so, and then, like, Amy obviously is just transported to the past. Like, she doesn't technically die. Like, she doesn't actually die. She dies of old age. And so we know that she dies of old Mm -hmm. age later, but her her end is not such a violent end. And so, you know, Bill is shot in the chest and then she's turned into a Cyberman, which first of all happened, like they did that with Danny two seasons ago, but they literally just did that. And so I have to say that when I just listened to y'all's Tarvis, um, I don't, I I mean, I know that, but I didn't connect that. It was, and you said it, that, like, it the made, it, oh like honestly, God, the other thing that was that what is bothered me is cyber that conversion and, also her going you know. off with, uh, what's her name, was just, like, Clara going off at the end with Lady Me, right? Like, it's just, like, it's all very, like, derivative. But it, it yeah, girl. it was, yeah. it was very frustrating yeah. because even just the optics of, like, Bill getting Magic. shot was, like, yeah. like, even separate from how other companions have been chosen, the optics of it were not great either. And so it just felt like, how are you going to be this tone deaf? For, yeah, for black Americans mm. watching this show, and probably British Americans too, um, but especially at the top, like in choice. 2017, yeah. it just it it just rang the wrong way. Um, and it just mm-hmm. felt very much like you're just not watching any news. And I understand that like uh, it's <laughs> probably more heightened in America, but I know that it's yeah. happening in Britain. I mean, well. I will say so also like, just like pulling back from I, the anger. Just, um, <laughs> oh, boy. Bill, one of the things, Bill <laughs> also like... kind of falls into this trap, or like her characterization falls into a trap that <laughs> I would argue that like all of Moffat's companions do where they like don't really have family they don't really like you start off and they like you introduce these people but then they never come back up you know what i mean like she has her foster mom she never comes up again after maybe she comes she shows up maybe two episodes like her real mom is like seems like it's gonna be a big thing and then her whatever like the connection becomes real anticlimactic and you're like oh that was what it was that's confusing and then um that time she like moves in the house with a bunch of people and then like they all survive they're her friends they all survive, and she doesn't see them ever her again. Friends. Even though none Those of them were her died. friends the entire well, you time. Them. Did you not? Yeah. Right. So, well, like, it's very... There's a group WhatsApp. And that fine. never you know. comes to, but then, like, the one person who, like, she met one time, and then she comes and is like, here, why don't you, like... Just instead of going with the, the doctor season. and Look, people who you, you know and water, like love, how about just come know. with me into time and space? And it's very like it just doesn't make a lot of sense, right? And it feels Someone like they had doesn't we didn't right. know who she was when she popped up like, again. Bill I didn't, didn't even remember her name. Interact yeah. with her in a way that right. made me feel like she should want to spend the rest of fraternity with her. <laughs> and I have to watch that again because, like, there's a moment of of star eye right. um whether like the real star eye girl and then like the alien takeover star eye right. girl like which one did she fall in love with and which one it wanted to take been, her you know yeah because it it she leaves with the oh. alien star eye girl but there yeah. heather that's her name i was like i actually know her name but i'm pretty sure it's heather because <laughs> um, we ranted about Nerd. heather a bit on the show um and so but that's exactly the question of like the the person she was flirting with in the first episode is was that the alien the entire time does that person exist as a real person in real in the real world who then disappeared and died and turned into an alien or was it just the form that it created like there were no answers and i just didn't trust bill going off with this person when the doctor is gonna be fine like i know that it's also the fault of 
and I'm sure they did this on purpose. Right. Like he, the doctor hardly ever tells the companion. By the way, I can regenerate, and I'm going to look new. Like he said it maybe a couple times, <laughs> or like he'll start to talk about it to some people, and then it's like, I'll tell you more about that later, mm-hmm. and then maybe he'll tell them she about just it later. Mentioned it, um, and even thirteen, she hasn't <laughs> really dropped this this bomb on yeah. it. She's sort of like. It's a thing I can do. I used to be different, just so you know. Yeah. But they don't—they never really she, go through she, the motions she, of like. Right. By the way, let me sit you down and let you know that this is what could happen. She doesn't open up the wallet with like the twelve <laughs> photos that come out, you know. Exactly. Like, like here's a slideshow on all the faces I've had and all the faces I might have. <laughs> um, and so I'm sure That's you know right. they did it on purpose where they didn't tell she didn't Bill have because to leave like that, that way Bill could leave. But you know, it just because we know. Yeah. She didn't have to leave like that. And then the Christmas special got really confusing with, like, it was just a memory or something. It was very confusing. So I guess she's still off with Heather. I don't... It just... It it all fizzled so badly compared to how... (laughs) Have you written the fanfic with um, Bill and Puddle Girl meets Clara (laughs) and me? I hope someone has, because they're just the only saving grace. (laughs) Right. That's right. It's like they just met in the middle so the of the next International Women's Day. That can be the big finish. Right. Uh, you know, Written. All, all, all women. And then they show, all meet you know. 13. Yes. That's the plan. There we go. <laughs> yeah. That's the plan. There you go. Cool. Um, yeah. And so much more to talk about. But someone I've never talked about, honestly. Um, and uh, we, we just mentioned yeah. cyber conversion. Um, Danny Pink. I don't think we've There's ever There's a reason about for that. I've. <laughs> I was yeah. going to say, yeah. There's a reason for that. I Bayana, go ahead. I have like a... <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Give me the floor. I like him. Like, I just... I need him to leave. I... He's not a Tarbis. Mm-hmm. Bayana he cannot, he cannot join. Danny Pink is not allowed on our, tar- our Tarbis. Um, uh, no. So you're channeling 12 I, right now. I will leave the door no open. No yeah. Um... But Bayan is insisting that we (laughs) shut the doors and turn on the shields. So um, I'm trying to... (laughs) Pretend you're not at I am in the process of, like, trying to convince her that... Like, I want... (laughs) On our other fandom side, we have a shirt with all the black Harry Potter characters. And it's so few that they fit on one shirt. Um, And I want to do the same for the Doctor Who characters. Because, again, it's so few that they fit on one shirt. Um, And I'm trying to make... (laughs) Let Bayana... Like, he has to be on the shirt, but he might, like, have to... You can just put, like, a little Right, like, a different color or he something. Like, we're gonna figure it out. But, like, he's okay, so I, he's, he's one of those people, so, like, when they announced reasons. that Danny was... You yeah. know, like, this is the first black yeah, I, dude on the thing since Mickey, and they treated Mickey... They did Mickey so dirty, but, like, I... Like... I was excited, and I was like, okay, is this gonna be, like, a Rory thing? Like, you know, he doesn't have... Not, like, he's gonna be Rory, but, like, or is he gonna, like, travel on the TARDIS with them? Like, what's what are his things? Like, he used to be a soldier? Cool. Um, my issue, mostly, is that, his, like, his relationship with Clara was not developed at all. It was a montage in one episode, and then all of a sudden we're supposed to believe that they're in love with each other. Um, but they didn't do the real work to let us get to know him as Clara is getting to know him. So by the time he's meeting the doctor and then he's like, what, like, how do you know this dude? He's asking all these questions and he's like, you would, why, why do you want to go see the universe? I'm just like, who are you to ask these questions? You know, like he, he, they weren't able, like, I don't know you. So I like, so I'm offended now (laughs) that you're asking Clara why she would want to travel in time and space. Like, I just need you uh, uh, like when she, other than like, what is she going to do here? Sit on the couch with you all night? Like, I just... 
And like, why would she do that? Who are you? I don't know you. I was just like, I, I know. I'm sorry. I just, so it, it was like very. They're to talk mass. It'll be awesome. I don't know. He just irritated me. And then on top of that, like the writing was frustrating because like, you know, Clara's lying. She didn't need to lie. Like he's salty all the time. He didn't need to be yeah. salty. He died and that, even his death got on my nerves. Like, I, I don't know. It was just a lot. Yeah, I was just like, people don't even... It's like, I didn't like you, but I, you don't have to go out like that. And then it didn't right. make sense from the future, yeah. like, grandchild oh, that they had from the future who yeah. showed up. Like, that didn't make any sense, considering the end that they gave him. Like, it's not like they um, opened a door for, it's like, oh, well, he right. died, but something happens, and maybe... You know, like, they didn't Our have to show goodness. it to us, but whatever it, it was, like, yeah. they could have introduced the door to open it, yeah. where it's like, you could was... guess that later on a child appears or whatever. Right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, 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 it was the same child <laughs> under the blanket just, that right. we never saw. Ugh, um, so like and, that's when Danny was a kid. And then, so, you know. Yeah. And the thing with, that I well, get frustrated with, with Danny is the way that the doctor talks to him. I was watching season eight for a second time. And literally the moment the two I'm of sorry. them meet, I turned mm-hmm. it off and I skipped to season nine. Cause I was like, this is how the rest of it's going to go. Flatline. It's going to really Flatline's annoy great. me. I think <laughs> I maybe watched, what's the one that you always yeah. tell me to watch by a flatline. Yeah. Uh, so I watched that one cause Danny was barely Rizzi. in it. Oh, he's oh. great. What's his face? I'm Rizzi. sorry. I don't remember his yeah. name, but he was, he Rizzi. We do <laughs> yeah, love Rigsy. Yeah. Um, he goes he goes on our t-shirt and is allowed in our TARDIS Um, but and I don't I don't and I do not think that the show writers or the character of the doctor had this intention but it just reads wrong to me that the doctor sees a soldier and he's a black soldier and says you can't be the math teacher you have to be a gym teacher soldiers and I know that he means it in the soldier sense of like soldiers are 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 jocks and they're not smart enough which first right. of all how dare you like <laughs> there's definitely math involved in being a soldier <laughs> um it's uh-huh. like mm-hmm. hey there's artillery right guys like and there's girls. a million jobs in the military all over the world you can be however smart you want so that mm-hmm. rubbed me the wrong way just like as the doctor being like weirdly annoying about it but then when you add his race on top of it it's just like we there are centuries of white people, older white men especially, telling younger black men that they can't do something or that it doesn't make sense that they are what they are or as smart as they are or as capable as they are. And and for it to be a, a character that I like and that I love, um, especially during Capaldi's right. first season where they're still working out the kinks where it's like, I actually don't know if I like you yet. And then here you are telling this black male character that he's too stupid to be the math teacher. He must be the gym teacher really <laughs> irritated me. And so it, and I know that that's not what they intended, but that's part of the problem with, with a lot of media is that like, no matter what you like, you may have the best intentions and may not have improper intentions, but it does matter that you have to remember that there are people not like you and without your uh, point of view, watching your content or reading whatever it is, and they're going to read it from their cultural perspective and it's going to read differently. Yeah. So, I, you know, that's why you have to be inclusive with your writer's rooms and your director's ships and, and <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Like all the things that you're supposed to do because there, you need those voices to be a, to be like, maybe he shouldn't say that Danny is stupid. Like maybe right. just, maybe we should just say it. A, maybe they can 
you know, butt heads right. a different way. Um, and so that just really... Or that the little girl isn't right. special. I right. Yeah, oh, yeah, like they introduced uh, that one or, random or like, girl in that one episode, and then we kind of right. never really see her again either. <laughs> uh, she becomes the president, apparently, <laughs> which, considering she's not from America, but it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. We changed the Constitution. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. Um, and then I was just thinking, I can't remember what episode. It, I, for some reason, I want to say it was Inside the Dalek, but I don't think it's that. Where he rescues the random, maybe it was Inside that. Anyway, um, he rescues the random soldier, future soldier. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dalek. Anyway, or was it a Siren episode? And then he ends up telling her she can't come that, to That whole she's a season is really he was like, heavy oh, I was really when it comes to so the many words, like, I'm really theme. impressed like, with you. Like, you started, after, like, the second, ep- like, into the Dalek, second episode, I was like, I'm over no, it. No, it's you terrible. Can- <laughs> you can yeah. cut this one. Like, it just be... It's just... <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. A- everyone is terrible um, in that Especially season. considering, I mean, so, like, the doctor know. has had such a... a, a we understand. Like we've also had, done like, that before. We did it in uh, and being called a soldier. Well, it's also like, a thing that RTD did. That come, was like the whole right. Like it's a like, thing that uh, Moffat did. What was that? Was the whole final thing in season yeah. four where all the companions come yeah, and Davos is like, "Ha ha! Look at what you've done to all your companions." Like we did that already. So like we don't have to do it again. Oh yeah. yeah. And then yeah, and Moffat did Look it in six with like a good man goes to war. Yeah. So like two, yeah. twice is enough. Yeah. We know. Yeah. Right, like we've had this whole thing of like the doctorants being a soldier, and we could just chill uh, with that. And then for him yeah. to be so yeah. Uh, yeah. aggressively like mean to Danny for no real reason, because um, they never really explained. Like, yes, Danny's a soldier, but the doctor has interacted with soldiers before, and he sees that girl into the Dalek, and it's just Doesn't like, have... all right, his his reaction wasn't as visceral, um, and so it's sort of. Like, they never really explore beyond, you know, his affection for Clara, whether that's, whether it was implied that it's, you know, romantic or not, or maybe, because then it definitely, definitely is not romantic later. So it's like, whether it's romantic or not, his, it's clearly because of Clara, but they never really address which, where the feeling comes from. So, so for me to understand why he's so doing the worst angry about Danny. Until I mean, Danny, honestly, like, yeah. For me, thing. it was very much and then it's like, like both for me, of you are terrible the doctor right was, like, now. making fun of Danny. It didn't, it yeah, didn't no. like, That's really the answer. Far is not really helping just, like, the, so, yeah. It's more like, why can't y'all even attempt to get along? Like, it just seems like unnecessary. Um, but also, by that point, I didn't know Danny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, by the time they start fighting or whatever, like, we still it's don't like, know who like Danny Robin is. And so then... All of a sudden, they're fighting, and he's talking about stuff, and I'm like, I'm gonna side with the one that I know, and I know the doctor, so I'm <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, like, who are you? Right. You can't just like we're watching yeah, the show because we want to travel yeah. through time and space. So I'm not, not gonna side here. with the character that says don't travel through time and not space. Not get to it. Like that's just math. Cockfight. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. It just this. And again, I don't. Everyone's terrible that season. Sorry, that's my thing. Um, but like Danny, a I mean the I don't know, and I say this as someone who was who's a combat vet and was an officer. Um, but like the the soldier mm-hmm. has PTSD, and I'm like, okay, I mean, yes, but like it's a kind of like played out tropish. story. Yeah. I mean, like I mean, I think it's good if right. you use mm-hmm. it, right? And if, they if, did not if you address that. Right. But it's just like he's a soldier, so he has PTSD. I'm like, you know, there's plenty that don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, right. there's plenty that do. But like, if you're gonna do it, then do something, not just have like, well, he's a soldier, so he has PTSD. I'm like, come on now. And then like the whole like, 
officer enlisted thing, which I don't know how the British works, but like, at least in the army, at least in the U.S., we're, I mean, Navy, everything's different. But like in the army, which I think he was in the British army, you're all together. I mean, yeah, it's officer enlisted, but yeah. like this whole like it oh, was so officer. irritating. Oh yes, sir. and then like, you know, it's like, but I just know, felt like honestly, why would Danny? We know Moffat. Like, I mean, there was, was the, we know Moffat. I don't know. I just feel like both of them were unnecessarily upset at the other, and. Again, I am like I, I'm here for the doctor, so like yeah, both of them. Yeah, that's not going to change because I would just stop watching the show. <laughs> so, right, but like, which I did briefly. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did too. I did too. Honestly, I, I stopped with twelve, and then I came yeah. back a year or two later, and then yeah. I was like, oh, like okay. I guess I'll catch and then up. Like, oh, Bill, yeah. okay. I'm, I'm, I'm on board yeah. now with Bill. We can reset this thing. And that's why, I, what, like I said earlier, after we got through with season 10, after nine and ten, after 8 and 10 with the Black right. Companions, I was like, mm-hmm. if they don't have a Black Companion, we might not need to do this <laughs> again. Um, mm-hmm. And then they introduced they Ryan and was like, us back in. okay, we could do this I again. I love this show. <laughs> Such a good show. They would keep reeling us back yeah. in. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, I love it. Love it. Cool. Well, we we we've we've gotten far with just hitting uh, two doctors, but that's fine. Oh, let's uh, do yeah. it. I think Martha and Mickey have to come back Martha and spend and the whole yes. time on Martha. We, can, we yeah. yes. love and, Mickey. And, uh, we can do that. He's great. And, yep. And Jessica wants to talk Mickey Ricky. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So definitely. No, definitely. I do remember the the end of time when all oh, yeah, those are the great you know final scenes of the tenth doctor and all his companions. You know, Captain Jack, <laughs> Martha, and Mickey. All of a sudden, my favorite. And I'm like, what the f- <laughs> Martha? Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. What the? No, we'll hell? save yeah, it. I feel we like will save it. That. <laughs> I'll hold it. <laughs> Don't tell us. <laughs> save it for the next one. <laughs> save it for the next one. Oh boy. I'm like, really? Anyway. But anyway, thanks y'all for coming. Where thank uh, you so much. Yeah, Connie, where can we find you on the um, interwebs? Mostly on Twitter at Constar twenty four. Um, <laughs> everything can be found from there. That's the easiest, the central hub of my nerdy nerdery. Um, so on Twitter at Yana <laughs> underscore Hollows, um, uh, and then and our, where can we like, find you? you can find all Tarbis Black Girls Create stuff at We Black and Nerds um, and blackgirlscreate.org. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you all for coming and look forward to more Companions of Color discussion. We'll be back. Thank you for having us. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you close your eyes. I go to the library. Go to the library now. And into the TARDIS library, we're going to be talking about another Big Finish production, Mm -hmm. and this will be the Diary of Riversong Series 3. Yeah, so I thought maybe we'd do maybe some non-spoilery general talk, and then we'll let people know we're going to spoil, and then we can freely talk about the episodes after that. Okay. So, generally, what would you think of Series 3? I'm always a fan of Riversong. Love her very much. 
Uh, this was an interesting, it was with a new doctor, or not a new doctor, but a new doctor for her. Right, the fifth doctor. The fifth doctor. So you'll have to let me know just how much we're spoiling. Well, it's on the cover, so I don't okay. think yeah, it's right. on the cover, I don't think it's a spoiler. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so yeah, she's in there with the fifth doctor, and uh, has some, ties up some loose ends. Right. Which is quite useful. Mm-hmm. I actually forget her name, Madam... Zafarza. No, Castro. What anyway? Cavorio. Cavor- yeah, Madam Madame Cavorio is also in this. So mm-hmm. yes, her her um, I don't know what to call her. Her kidnapper, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was going to say surrogate mother, but that's really not right. But anyway, so yes, and so how do you think this compared to series one and two? Are, are you rating them in your head yet, or I f- I was mostly able to follow this one completely. Right. So I think right now it rates relatively highly on my list. Mm-hmm. And did you have of the four episodes? Um, mm. You know, so the uh, the four episodes, as there always is in this box set. So we have the Lady in the Lake. We have a Requiem for the Doctor. We have My Dinner with Andrew and the Furies. What was your favorite episode? I think my favorite was probably My Dinner with Andrew. That was my favorite too. Yeah, it's very timey. Why? I mean, we'll go into it. It is very timey. But I think it worked. I think it is. It it did venture close to the line of being not being able to make sense. But I followed it, and and I followed it, yes. and and I don't always pay a hundred percent attention. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that I followed it, and I loved the waiter. Yeah, the, Maitre D. Uh, yes. He was he was fantastic. So I, I enjoyed all of the characters. Sure. So let's go into our spoilery discussion here. So if that's not you, you feel free to uh, take off. But anyway, so episode one, The Lady in the Lake by Nev Fountain. Would you like to read the synopsis for that? Yes. On Terminus Prime, clients choose their own means of demise. Something exciting, meaningful, or heroic to end it all. But when River discovers that there are repeat customers, she knows something more is going on. She begins to uncover a cult with worrying abilities. Its members can apparently cheat death. And that's not all they have in common with River. So I thought this was... When I first got the premise, because it actually takes a while for the premise to come out yes. in this episode, but the premise that River has been cloned, for lack of a better word, or at least her DNA has been taken, um, by Madame... What was, I need to learn right now. Uh, Kavori. Old one-eyed, what are, what's her face, um, with the eye patch. And so now there's sort of these other... Versions. She's not one-eyed. You have to cover your eyes so that you can remember the silence. Right, which did not appear, and that's actually slightly frustrating. But anyway... Um, you don't think they appeared. Did you have <laughs> your remember. eye patch on? Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, so there's these other versions. Of, not like, they're not River songs, but they're just basically with her powers. Yeah, in powers. fact, with this one, mm-hmm. the majority of her clones are men. That's true, that's true. Not all, but yes, for the majority. And so I thought it was an interesting, in as much as, as it is the sci-fi premise, that... You had this planet where you can go kill yourself, um, and there's just a bunch of ways to do it. And yeah, like burning at the stake right. or being killed by a yeah. uh, dragon. There are lots of different options, but the 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 controller, whoever's in charge, is very clear that your death itself is not painful. No, no, no. Yes. So burning at the stake, you know. Or you have metaphorical death. Metaphorical death, <laughs> also quite fun. Kevin. Yes, Kevin. Quite enjoyed Kevin as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this 
the premise that Madame Kavorian wasn't putting all her eggs in one basket with River sure. is very interesting. And that this is all... all and this, very feasible, in my mind. And this box set is basically all a sequel to A Good Man Goes to War. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of talk, not in this one, but later on, mm. with the demon of Demon Run right. and their perspective that they have to destroy the, the demon who is the Doctor. And I think, I'm trying to remember, there was this one and I think another episode, and I think they've done it before, where they use the end for the beginning, you know, and then it's like, what's happening? And then it starts the actual story. I'm sure there's an actual word for that in story writing, narrative structure. Uh, it was all right. I think they overuse it, but but it, I mean, it, it was fine for this one because they then repeat it, you know, at yes, the end. Yeah. So you're like, oh, I see where it all came from. Um, so that was fine. But yeah, I th- I thought it was because you don't know what's going on. Oh yeah, when she's yeah bearing the yeah at the beginning, and I loved her and hated her, and it was a good twist. Yeah, and I quite liked it. I liked <laughs> it here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of regenerating, but yeah, it's it's uh, gory's not the right word. I mean, they they kill one person, like, and then they regenerate and kill him again. I was like, that's a little much. But I get what they were going for. But if for. anybody's going to do that, it's going to be River. Yeah. Well, no, it was actually um, the Great Lake or whatever. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. It was one of the people trying to figure out how many Well, lives. but he's a dreadful. I, yeah. I did like the play on all of the water. Yes. Yeah. We end with the fifth Doctor showing up, and then that's where. At the very end. Yes. Yeah. With his new <clears throat> companion, Brooke. Brooke. It's automatically suspicious. That's right. We were all like, oh, Nissan Tegan. So, yeah. So that was it. It was all right. Yeah. Great. I mean, yeah. well, it was more than all right. But it's just, you know, it's like, what, one through ten, it was a seven. You know, good, but not great. Yeah. I, pro- probably my least favorite out of the four. Really? Okay. But still putting it at a seven. Okay. So, so then we have A Requiem for the Doctor by Jack Rayner. River has joined the Doctor and his friend Brooke on their travels, and they stop off at 18th century Vienna. Brooke thinks history is dull, until people start dying. Mozart's legacy is not just his music. River has more than one mystery to solve before a killer is let loose on the people of Vienna, and on the Doctor. Um, yeah, this one, it was alright. Um, not my favorite. I mean, not that it was bad in any way. It just seemed sort of a little bit more generic. You know, it would have been more interesting maybe to have Mozart more in it yeah although he dies yeah he (laughs) dies at the very beginning of it and then it's about his requiem um and this medicine yeah the medicine was a little bit confusing it just seemed to have they uh, so initially it's not medicine it's poison sorry but it's apparently poison that anybody can ingest and you'll be fine until somebody starts thinking terrible thoughts about you in your vicinity. Right. And then it sort of... Explode a it, it Yeah, and sets things off and you kind of explode from the inside. And so, okay, there's that premise. Then it turns out that, oh, good thoughts about somebody in their vicinity can extend their lives. So that's an addition. And then it turns out that this thing apparently doesn't have to be ingested. It can come through Mozart's music, (laughs) 
which somehow he accidentally put into his... And so it felt like they changed the goalposts a lot with this one. So, um, yeah. And then that therefore made the ending rather confusing. Yeah, and I think... If this was River Song, most of the stories, I mean, by the third series, we know this, they're all sort of serialized. And this is actually probably the most standalone episode, to tell you the truth. I mean, it's just a, it'd be fine as a standalone. Like, yes. It's not really part of the larger story, other than there's this mysterious brook, and she has this rivalry with River. But I mean, that you could not, and then, then you find out eventually why, maybe. But it doesn't really have anything to do with just like, ah, it's just the fifth Doctor in an adventure with two companions. Yep. And uh, Mozart. Right, which is not bad, but it's just sort of like, okay. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen more, perhaps, of Brooke and her ulterior motives seeping through. Or maybe that us, you know, because we, we are suspicious of her automatically, maybe building up her, like, oh, no, no, she's fine. You know, and then yeah. we're like, oh, we accept her now. And then the hammer can come down in, in number three, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like there were a lot of options mm-hmm. that weren't necessarily used. It's just a straight story. Yeah, so, yeah, that's okay. All right. So, how about our favorite? Go ahead. My dinner with Andrew. I'm going to need you to read it because it starts off in French. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Welcome, mesdames and messieurs, to the Bontuis Gastropod, the most exclusive, most discreet dining experience outside the universe. For the restaurant exists beyond space-time itself, and the usual rules of casualty do not apply. Anything could happen. It is here that the doctor has a date with River Song, et with morte, and with death. Yes, yeah. So this was a timey-wimey, really, really timey. Except like, not timey-wimey because time doesn't exist. Exactly. It's sort of Back to the Future too. <laughs> So, in the extras, they sort of described it as a farce. Funny. I mean, but I, I get what they're... But it's still a farce. I know, I get it what they're saying. It is sort of this mistaken identities yeah. and... Knock him out, and then we have to knock the other guy out. And then you have got to take your clothes off, and you've got to... And then the... And, and of course, your French yeah. maitre d'. Who makes is, everything possible. Who makes everything possible is just completely unflappable through the whole thing. But it's some running gags of, I've said too much. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's good to see you again. Um, yeah, and I mean the Andrew parts. Am I dealing with Andre? By the way, I hope we noticed the reference. Yes, um, the Andrew thing's a little Dos ex Andrew, you know. Deus ex Andrew. Yeah, because for one thing, I don't per se mind what they did. You know that the river at some random time in her life was unearthed and randomly met someone who looks exactly like the Fifth Doctor. I mean, I'll buy that. But I'd wish they would had ever come back to that scene. Like, what was she doing in that moment? Okay. You know, like, how? what was that adventure? Yeah. Where she'd met him. Like, I would love that to be included, like, either in the first series. I was going to say, or, yeah. Or, like, the maybe sixth series. Sort of, yeah. You know, some passing reference where, like, oh, that's where that was. Yes, that would have been fun. Uh-huh. That would have been fun. If it were in the first episode, mm-hmm. for instance, that she accidentally go, you know, she's mm-hmm. on her way to this death planet or something you know yeah yeah that would have been interesting well because i I guess i shouldn't assume it was earth it could have just been yeah humanoid who knows you know anyway but yeah so i I did like the the back and forth i I admit (laughs) the ending with the death of the doctor was a little too like oh they just shot him i mean like 
we usually dress it up a little bit more. I like it just seemed like you know, of course I guess that's what people always argue with like well, okay, in real life you know the bad guy just shoots the good guy, but it's just like that was the solution of how to kill a doctor, just shoot him when he showed up. Yeah. Just seemed a little okay. Well, and the stakes aren't particularly high because it's the fifth doctor. <laughs> we know this will get solved somehow. Yes, yeah. So perhaps making the death a little more dramatic was necessary. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I just need a little bit more like, there he is. What's going on? Oh, a gun. Shoot him. Boom. Dead. I was like... And we had regeneration. Yeah, stopped the... Stopped I mean, I could just, like, dress it up a little bit more. I I just needed that a little bit more of, like, well, I mean, you know, it's like the, the, you know, bad guy in James Bond just shooting James Bond. I'm like, well, yeah, but usually they put him on a table with a laser or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, But anyway. But, yeah, it was fantastic, and River Song continues to have to go backwards and forwards in time to try and fix things and make it happen and do all the things and... I mean, it was a little sketchy why she actually needed Andrew in the first place, but I was going to let it go. Why did she actually need a fo- false doctor? And then it's like, oh, he's in trouble. Now I need another false doctor. Let me get a robot. Well, now I need inten- another. Well, no, her <laughs> intention was to, her whole reason for getting Andrew was that so he could be killed instead of the doctor. Right. Because that's what the maitre d' talks her out of. Because oh, she had told Brooke that he, she had killed him, and then, yeah. Which is what? Well, she she was going to let Brooke kill mm-hmm. Andrew, right? Thinking that it was the real doctor. Yeah. The maitre d was like, "Well, that's kind of cold. Yeah. Let's not do that." So then she needed another faux doctor, the robot, to then kill everyone or something. So, yeah, that was a little. I was strange, also a little because yeah. there was a lot of background noises of like, I you were supposed to believe that the robot was sort of you know scaring everyone, but I thought they said that the point of the restaurant is there's actually only one table. And oh, I didn't feel that. Way. It was something about the time, like, well, there's we only have one sitting, but the reason you make a reservation is so he can change the timeline of because you see he says like you can come in any time. Well, why do we need to make a reservation? Well, because then we can change the timeline so that when you do come, it will be available. So anyway, that's oh, it, I didn't get that at all. Yeah, so I was always confused why there were other people. Okay, but anyway, I was comfortable with that. And no one ever actually ate. I guess it was just like real life on TV. No one actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Andrew was quite desperate to do I know. it, and, wasn't and things allowed. did not turn out yeah. well for him. How did you like the format of the courses of the story? Yeah, I did think, oh my god, who is eating this many courses? Because he does, you know, the the maitre d sort of frames everything with, you know, salad. Um, yep, salad, and then appetizer, and then. First course and second course, and third course and fifth course and twelfth course, and then then it's time for the palate cleanser, and then it's time for cheese, and then it's time for ice cream, and then it's time for coffee. And I was like, "Crikey, does this ever end?" Um, and the answer appears to be no. French people eat forever, um, which hey, not a bad way to go. I'm waiting for the French fries course. Again, you don't need to fill in every hole. And, um, but, like, where the, he, Andrew went back in time to the cafeteria or whatever it was and met the French guy who was not French and then eventually evolved the restaurant to change and make him French. It's a little hand wavy of, like, well, how did that happen? And he's like, I've always been this way. I don't know. You know, yeah. and I, they don't need to explain it, but I just feel like, oh, interesting choice. Yeah, it feels like a flip rather than an evolution. Mm-hmm. But, and that's fine. That's yeah. fine. I could live with it. So, The Furies, the conclusion of this box set. Yep, I'm on it. Sure. 
Stories of the Furies abound across the cosmos, vengeful spirits hounding guilty souls to death. Madame Kavarian taught them to a child raised in fear, trained to kill, and placed inside a spacesuit. Kavarian knows the universe's greatest threat, the doctor, must be eliminated. An assassin was created for that person. But if Melody Pond has failed, Kavarian will simply have to try again. This is probably match for least favorite for me. Just because I didn't care about the clones. I mean, everyone did a good job. I mean, it was just sort of like, you know them for five seconds, and then I'm like, I'm not really that invested in. Yes. I mean, Brooke I get, but... Uh, H1 or H2 and O, and then one time they said uh, H2 and O, and I was like, ah, water. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. She literally says H2, O, both of you, know. and I was like, oh, huh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a lot of voices to keep separate. Yes, because H1 and H2 are twins. And played by the same person. Right. And then O is also a, yeah, it was a lot of voices to try and keep separate. And, I mean, I, I, it made me think about the whole story, not this story, but the whole Madame Kavarian story, because just as a refresher, so this goes all the way back to the last episode of The Eleventh Doctor, where, you know, uh, the Time Lords have appeared, and they're only going to come out and reestablish Gallifrey if the Doctor says his name, and so the fear from some is that if we kill the Doctor, then he'll never say the name and silence will fall and then there won't be the Time Lords again because I guess it was the fear if Gallifrey comes back, then maybe Time War or, you know, basically we're anti-Gallifrey coming back. So then you have Madame Quavarian and her cult, or whatever you want to call it, um, with the silence and all that stuff coming back. And, and all the that. headless monks. Exactly, exactly. So, but this whole thing of, like, you know, the Doctor is the demon. and I mean, I, and I don't know if, like... Where's the evolution between we don't want the Time Lords to come back and the Doctor is a demon? You know, like, that, did that filter through some generations or, you know, what was sort of that? And, of course, maybe it's one of those Moffat things, Joe, where you just don't think about it because it'll yeah. drive you crazy. Yeah, I, I don't think about it. I understand <laughs> it. I mean, this is because they have this conversation, don't they, where, you know, River Song says the word Doctor... Yep. in other societies means a warrior mm -hmm. um, it's taken on a different meaning um, over the thousand years that he's been out and about mm -hmm. so yeah I yeah. was comfortable with it Though that, and the silence didn't ever never showed up I mean I thought there'd be at least some sort of passing reference like I say you don't know that they weren't <laughs> yeah I would have liked more maybe simply because I like my illusions but I would have liked more reference and building up for these women to be the furies like it feels like there's just sort of passing mention of it as a story, rather than we are the Furies, we are your guilt, we are, you know. And having, I know you haven't seen it, but having watched Umbrella Academy, which is basically about um, kids with daddy issues, um, this is about kids with mommy issues, but it's so hodgepodge that it doesn't really build it up enough. I mean, I get what they're going... I get what they're going for, and they did it fine enough. And I like what they're going for. But it was just one episode, so it's hard to get the full... And maybe also, I don't know what the Furies, per se, are. I mean, I gleaned it, but, like, I don't know. Maybe you have to be an educated audience member. I was just like, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, I've heard, I guess, the Furies, so maybe it would have helped if they kind of 
Yeah, like I said. Explained it a little bit. Yeah, rather than just mentioning it as bedtime stories and then, you know. I felt like it would have had more of a girl power feel to it Mm -hmm. if it, you know, if that had been the rallying cry almost. You know, if they had been building up this idea of the Furies and then when, is it H1 and O? No, it's H2 and O. Right, water get um, it. And Brooke... Um, and River, and River sort of rallies them once they get to a place where they're prepared to listen to her, rallies them as we are the Furies. We are... Um, and also having um, Madame Kavarin have the visions of the Doctor for a second, because you know, not knowing what is going on, of course they don't reveal it till the end, like any story, of course. For a second, I was almost imagining she was seeing the Watcher. Uh, yes, I had that moment as well. Yeah. Because I thought maybe the fifth doctor has some special powers or something. I don't know. Yeah, it was weird. Um, and then it's just like, uh, River's like, nah, I was just messing with her. Yeah, yeah. Because it it's is funny. the fifth doctor who was the watcher as well, <laughs> exactly. right? Yeah, I mean, so theoretically, theoretically like, as yeah. long as you don't think too hard about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I had that moment as well. But, you know, Dr. Kavarium is great. Again, the idea. Dia was fantastic. And, and this is one, as you say, that I almost want to be a whole series. Yeah, because the idea, of course, which the TV series poo-pooed, and that's against the TV series. And I'm glad Big Finish, of course, is the opportunity to try to clean that up. But that whole, like, oh, yeah, River was kidnapped, but, uh, you know, she's here now, so solved. And we're like, but that doesn't solve anything at all. Amy and Rory lost their kid and are just going to shrug and move on with their lives. And, and, you know, so I think Big Finish helped, or this, you know, series helps address it a little bit. Yes, go into River it a little mentions bit. it. And I love when she's talking to the the clones about, you know, oh, you get your murderous spirit from our mother. And she's talking about Amy yeah. and then something else. And she's like, oh, yes, we get our patience, patience from our, our father. father. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, that was really nice. And I always like a good reference to Amy and Rory. Yeah. So. Now, with the bait and switch of how to explain how in episode three the doctor died and episode four, now they're going to fix it. I thought when Brooke went back in timey-wimey that she would go as herself. Like, I don't know, she'd replace herself. I'm trying to remember, because I know she got River killed her, and she regenerated. I mm. got that. Like, change the gun or something. I thought she was like going to like just make it like a stun gun or something and not just like, no, no, I'll just kill uh, Andrew instead. Yes. So. Yes, which is exactly what the maitre d' had talked River Song out of. Uh. And I'm really sad about it because now what's going to happen to the restaurant? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who owns it now? And Maybe the maitre d'. I don't know. She killed Andrew. Yeah. Not happy about that. Yeah. And I was a little unclear on why Andrew was cooperating. Because <laughs> he almost seemed like early Andrew. Because the Andrew we meet later as the owner seems a little more, you know. Savvy. He's yeah. been there a couple hundred years. I don't know how. Well, time doesn't work there. So yeah. He's existed in a timeless amount of time. Um, so he seems a little bit more, you know, with it. But apparently he's the one... That they talked into, uh, and I don't know what, he he's like, oh, I'm just going to be play acting for no random reason? Okay, I'm down with this. Yeah. So. But I think they did actually get to have a meal, finally, so yeah. there's that. Yeah, so that was yeah a little, like I said, deus ex Andrewina. Another deus ex yeah. Andrew, yeah. yeah. So that part was sad, and then I guess, you know. And, and then one thing I was thinking about, of course they addressed it explicitly, but, you know, it, it is true that even in the show... Madame Kavarian was taken care of in an alternate timeline. 
So they never actually did resolve her story and quote unquote the prime timeline on the TV show. Yep. So they take care of it here in Big Finish. I mean, that's it was something I've never actually thought about. But then just even before they addressed it, just like listening to her, I was like, you know what? They never technically they actually never took care of her. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah. So. And again, I would like to know more. It absolutely makes perfect sense in my mind mm-hmm. as detailed and. And as goal-orientated as Kavarian was, kidnapping this child to raise an assassin, it makes perfect sense for me that she was hedging her bets Mm -hmm. and making clones and things like that. Um, I'd love to see more about it. I am also going to posit... You ready for this? Right. I'm going to posit that one of the clones, Mm -hmm. the Black Widow... There you go. I could get that. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm going for. I can go with it. So then we've got our Avengers tie in. Yeah. You know, yeah. And so I'm going to assume, therefore, right. that in the Avengers Endgame, River Song is going to feature. That makes sense. I can see it. I mean, Amy's going to be there. Right. We know that. Yeah. Rory's got a decent chance. He's on something that's where he's a well, superhero. DC, yeah, but yeah. come on. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm positing that River Song is going to show up and hang out with her parents. Makes sense to me. Yeah. One thing that also didn't make sense, but again, whatever. Because it seemed to be if you believe the doctor was dead and they were like, oh, the stars are going out and there's time. Like, but that wasn't the doctor. So, actually, that, none of that should have been happening. Yes. So, but whatever. Yes. Also, I do think that they had to kill somebody. Right. Because there were records showing that the doctor died at that restaurant. Right. So I felt like that was oh, a true. bit of a fixed right. point. And as much as it could be. And as much as it could be. In a timeless manner. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. So, yeah. So that was it. So, as we said, it was pretty good. I, I, I Series 2 was not my favorite. I mean, it wasn't mm-hmm. bad. But to me, it wasn't my favorite. I, so I was like, well, Series 1 leads the way. But Series 3 is I, it's, it's probably... I thoroughly enjoyed yeah. Series 3. Yeah. yeah. It was very good. Go cool. Go listen to it. Yeah. So, until next week, enjoy listening, watching, and reading about the Doctor's adventures throughout time and space. This is BBC Television. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.